At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We continue betting across America. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook. Of course, it is presented by BetMGM. I love that shot coming in. Mm hmm. Directors are getting fancy back then. I, I know they are. It's like when you're on a video game and you change the camera angle. We go like, to the wide where, angle. Where, where are we? It was like, it was like uh, at Duke, like at Cameron yeah. Indoor Stadium when they have the <laughs> up top angle. <laughs> Wes, we got a fun show today. Uh, Mark uh, Drumheller is going to join us in the second hour. and We'll talk all about the NFL and some preseason action and how that might affect your future plays, etc. And we're going to have Rex Hoggard joining us. And what a perfect time to have Rex Hoggard on from the Golf Channel because in case... You aren't watching the FedEx Cup playoffs, and I know you and I are. Whoa, we got some controversy mm-hmm. and drama to start off our Sunday betting across America. Yeah, and basically to get people up to speed, and we're obviously going to get to football and baseball yeah. and everything throughout the rest of the show, but in terms of topic A this morning, uh, the, the overnight leader was at 13 under. I believe that was J.J. Spawn. Correct. Cameron Smith was two shots back at 11 under par. Prior to the start of today's final round, Cameron Smith got assessed a two-stroke penalty for a breach of Rule 14.7, which is playing the ball from the wrong place on hole number four in Saturday's third round, as he was operating under Rule 17.1 when the ball is in the penalty area. Smith's score got adjusted, and he'd received a two-stroke penalty before today's round. So the rule was properly enforced, and the PGA Tour did put out the video here, so I don't think that they're doing anything nefarious, Dave, no. but I think you know look we we know what age we live in in social media where everything is overreacted to and we're reacting in the moment and everything is tribal so they're thinking okay here's the guy that is rumored to be leaving the hey tour on. and going you know out the door to live golf so this is the pga tour trying to screw him right i don't think that that's the case here However, the timing, obviously, is not exactly impeccable. Uh, you would have liked to have found this yesterday. If you don't find it in the moment, that's one thing. But you have cameras all over the place. You have monitors and production trucks. You usually have rules officials in the booth. I know uh, Colt Nost, who is a guest here sometimes mm-hmm. on Visa, and he is part of the CBS Golf commentary team. And he said, we always have a rules official in the booth. We always have somebody there. And if we got to go to him, because he's usually he or she is usually not on air, but we got to go to him in case there's some kind of rules infractions. I mean, you see it all the time from no the doubt. U.S. Open. The USGA rules official, David Fay. It was David Fay like every single year. So they have enough you know, people here to kind of monitor this stuff. But nevertheless, 
Cam Smith uh, did not start at 11 under par. He started at nine under par. So, you know, when that put your two strokes off the lead, you are right there and on the verge of being the number one player in the world. And now all of a sudden you start four back at the lead. So, uh, you know, not not the best deal, certainly, no. for Cam Smith. And there's so many layers to this now because the PGA Tour, like most uh, major sports outlets now, are in bed with right. gambling, right? right. So, they, they have a vice president that is in charge of gaming and correct. in charge of establishing relationships with betting providers. So Cam Smith, before he teed off today, 30 minutes, by the way, he was notified 30 minutes before he teed off. These guys are on the grounds for hours before they tee off. This happened on the fourth hole yesterday in the third round on Saturday. Cam Smith was a co-favorite 4-1. to one. After the announcement happened, he drifted to 14 to 1. Right now in the live betting market, he's down. He's drifting about 16, 17 to 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, I'm with you, Wes. The problem isn't the rule. They got the rule right. It's when they adjudicated the rule. Right. Historically, you can go back. I go back as far as 2003. Mark Rowe was an Englishman who was up there in contention to win the British Open back in 2003. He signed an incorrect scorecard. When he signed it, they notified him almost immediately that he was DQ'd. Sure. You're out. Now, you remember Dustin Johnson, of course, infamously at 2010. That was the bunker that was not a bunker at Whistling Straits. He was on the 18th hole, going to go to a playoff to win a major. They notified DJ as he's walking Mm -hmm. off the green Mm -hmm. that you are now disqualified because you you get a two-shot penalty and you're not going to go to the playoff. As he's walking off, Tiger Woods. 2013 at the Masters, very similar infraction to what Cam Smith did. Hit it in the, into the water, had an uh, illegal drop, and hit it from a hazard. And that's essentially what Cam Smith did yesterday. And remember the scandal then in 2013, Tigers cheating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a huge mm-hmm. news in the golf world. None of that happened here with Cam Smith. They waited almost 24 hours to tell Cam and Smith and the gambling community that this two-shot penalty was going to be The weird thing with in- golf, too, is no sport has more eagle-eyed viewers. You have seen people oh, report penalties on every single tour, whether it's PGA, DP World Tour, LPGA, Champions Tour, that see that, and they're like calling the network or going into the network like, hey, there's a penalty here. Which, by the way, they've outlawed They because people yeah. used to call in. Now you can't do that. The, the, the TV viewer can't yeah. go, hey, that ball moved. He hit a moving ball, two-shot mm-hmm. penalty. So, by the way, the rule used to be for signing an incorrect scorecard, a DQ, right? Mm-hmm. So Cam Smith and the old rules would have been disqualified. Yeah. But instead, now it's just a two-shot penalty because the PGA Tour has, has amended the rule because yeah. of the some of these instances we mentioned, which just felt like they were too harsh a penalty. But you're in the gambling community. I almost played Cam Smith this morning at 4-1, mm-hmm. to one, but I didn't think the numbers were as good as normally you could get. I'd be livid if I one-held a Cam Smith to win the FedEx Cup playoffs, because remember, this carries over now sure. to the next two events. Sure. He doesn't get those two shots back, right? But two, it feels like you try to rattle a guy that you are you do know that's going to go to live golf. Which, which I don't think happened, to and be like, fair. But I why don't. did the PGA Tour wait almost 24 yeah. hours to make this and, rule? And that's the thing. What you're talking about as a better, and this, this is wherein lies the problem now with uh, relationships with sports betting yes. providers and whatnot, because... We're getting new and new betters every single day across the country as this becomes illegal in more jurisdictions. So, you know, if you check here in Nevada, who's been doing it for forever, right? you know, it's going to be like, okay, that's house rules. You know, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change the outcome. But now that you have new providers in the space, not only here in Nevada, but across the country, I don't care whether it's BetMGM, the sponsor of this program, DraftKings, in which VSIN is a property of theirs, uh, or FanDuel, or PointsBet, or BetRivers, or whoever, Caesars, whatever provider, 
it's now a competitive business mm -hmm. because you see ads all over the place and you're seeing them, hey, we want you to bet here. Oh, That's man. why when we do those specials, you know, when we're going to go to the reads over the break and BetMGM being the sponsor of this program, hey, get this deposit at BetMGM or this is the promotion Huge. that they're running because they want you to bet at BetMGM. They want you to download that app. So what happens is because there's competition for bettors out there and there's competition for business, you've got to kind of stay ahead of the Joneses. So you've seen this emerge in recent years where it's like, okay, well, we'll pay out this because of the circumstance, even though the rules don't say that you have to, but because they want to distinguish themselves from the competition. No doubt. And then everybody follows suit to kind of keep up with the Joneses. And I understand that from a business perspective. I totally understand it. Look, DraftKings, BetMGM, whatever provider, they're allowed to run their business as they see fit. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell them what to do. However, that does set a little bit of a precedent because now you get betters, especially new betters that have oh. not done this for 15, 20, you know, plus years that are new to this thinking, hey, I, I got screwed here. Or I didn't have anything go my way or this was a bad ruling. So I should get my bet paid back because you paid back on a previous bet. And that is, I think, a very dangerous precedent because bad officiating or bad umpiring or bad judging, you talk about it all the time following oh, UFC. Man. Every single card has usually like one bad we decision, go, really? right? Yeah, exactly. But they're not going to, just because, you know, it was a bad decision, they're not going to pay out the other side. Nope. So when you get into a dangerous precedent, and I don't want to see, and I try to be a fair umpire here where I think, and I think I we think all try are. to do at VEASAN, yeah. where sometimes we take up for the better, if the better has a legitimate grievance. But we don't give away the store necessarily, meaning that sometimes the book is right. Yeah. You know, the 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 man, you know, the book, ways. it goes both ways. They're not always wrong here. And I don't think that they're wrong. Like, let's say Cameron Smith, who, by the way, I believe is 10 under par. He is four, back, four back of uh, Will Zalatoris. Go Willie Z. I got a 25 to one on him. But <laughs> we'll get back. Number. But we'll get back to the topic at yeah. hand. And look, if Cameron Smith, let's say, finishes one back. You're going to have oh, people saying, no. if you if he didn't get that penalty, he would have finished a stroke in the lead, and he would have been the winner of the FedEx St. Jude Championship here. And that, and that affects, would be a legitimate. Yeah. And again, we're not we're, we're agreeing with the PGA Tour mm -hmm. on the penalty. It was a penalty. Cam Smith even admitted to it and said, like, 30 minutes, okay, mm -hmm. I was in the wrong, should have known the rule, didn't know the rule. If you remember Tiger Woods in 2013, same thing with Tiger. He, he took a drop after hitting at Ray's Creek, mm -hmm. and it was it was closer to the hole. Right. Yeah. This was still in a, for those, you really want to get in the weeds here, it was still in the red zone, right? It was yeah. still in the penalty zone yeah. that Cam took his drop in. So you, those are violations. It is a violation, and I don't think anybody's debating that. I think, to your point, people are, are saying, if I hopped in on Cam Smith at 4-1 to one mm -hmm. before this final round today, and you don't notify anybody, including Cam Smith, until 30 minutes right. before his tee time. So obviously the, the books can't do anything about it, so it'll depend. You know, maybe those in-play wagers, you might have some books that say, okay, no action. Right. I think it's a little bit of a leap if you're going to pay out an outright win, even if he just finishes one back and taking away the penalty. You know, I, I don't think that we we have to get into that. No. because Because, look, every single one of us are going to win a bet because of a bad call or a bad decision. And every <laughs> no single doubt. one of us are going to lose plenty with terrible calls. You know, we're going to get in the NFL here where they're forcing that illegal contact. And it's yep. like, that's a terrible call. That wasn't a legal contact. That doesn't mean I should get my bet made. That's part of the game here. So I don't want to necessarily have a lot of these newer 
bettors into the space thinking every time something kind of questionable, a questionable decision goes against me, that there's something that nefarious at work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not now, the case. Now, the PGA Tour, I mean, they're showing the transparency, but it almost maybe for some people is too little too late because they've explained the ruling. And uh, the chief referee, Gary Young, broke it down on the telecast. They showed the video of it. But when it's done this late... Ugh. That's where you're going to get people because now everything's so tribal and social media moves so quickly. It's like, okay, you're just doing this. Screw this guy out the door. But I don't think that's the case. I don't either. But I will say this. Leading up to the coverage on NBC today for the final round, the big mm-hmm. coverage off the Golf Channel, mm-hmm. they did a President's Cup special. It was really well right. done. Right. And, and who's last, supposed to be the number one guy on the international team? Cam Smith. And in the last two minutes, and it's a fire video. I put it out there on my Twitter. They show everybody on both the United States and the uh, and the uh, international team the, for the President Cup. Mm-hmm. Who's not in the video? Because we, we don't know if he is going to be there for they Trevor Immelman. They even put Immelman. Mark Leishman in. He's supposed to go too, but they didn't put Cam Smith in. We'll get to that with Rex Hoggard coming up later on this hour. But when we come back, let's talk about the NFL, what you've seen in the preseason. That's a cool camera shot. Come on back, Betting Across America, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Betting Splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the Betting Splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you see where the changes are happening in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting Splits are another way for VEASAN here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's Betting Splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We roll on betting across America. Very quickly, we'll just update the FedEx St. Jude's here, the First leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Right now, your guy, Willie Z, Wills Alatoris, who has never won uh, a major yet. He hasn't won won on the PGA PGA Tour. Plus $1.40 Mm -hmm. to get it done right now. He's a one-shot lead over J.J. Spawn. Yeah, he's got a long uh, par putt here. He hit his tee shot on the rough at number seven. So he had to, you know, punch out back into the fairway. So he's going to have to try to one putt for par here. And uh, he was a one-shot leader over J.J. Spawn. Spawn was the overnight leader. Spawn did win the Valero mm-hmm. earlier this year. And then uh, Adam Scott has made a little move, but he's probably going to run out of holes. He is currently tied for third with Brian Harmon, 12 under par. Sepp Straka, also even on his day at 12 under par. Sepp Straka, of course, won the Honda Classic earlier this year. So updating the prices, 
Zalatoris plus $1.20, Spawn plus $3.50, Brian Harmon 7-1, Sepp Straka 7-1, Tony Finau still kind of hanging in mm. there. He is uh, 12 to 1, just continues his hot play. He is uh, three back at 11 under par, tied for six, along with John Rahm, Lucas Glover, and Colin Morikawa. A couple other prices. Cameron Smith, as you mentioned, 10 under par. He's 14 to 1. And then go on down the board. And very quickly, to kind of wrap up what we talked about to lead off the show here. He was playing with Brian Harmon yesterday. Cam Smith, we're talking about the two-shot penalty that he was given and assessed 30 minutes before his round today. Brian Harmon didn't know the rule either. So mm -hmm. remember, these guys, you're playing partners, they sign right. each other's cards. And if anybody's going to know the rules, you would think it would be, you know, professional golf tour players and then professional caddies as well. So nobody knew it. That just goes to tell you, like, weekend hackers like us, like, we're not going to know, you know, rule 14.7 of the official rules of golf, but these guys kind of got to know it backwards and forwards, playing for as much money and prestige as they're playing for. When Tiger Woods had that happen at Augusta in 2013, he said the same thing. He didn't know it. And I remember, guys, outrage. He's got to know the rule, mm -hmm. right? Let's mm -hmm. see if the same venom's out there. But they're just saying, hey. Didn't know. He's he not studying the rule book necessarily for his driver's license. He's out there, you know, hitting irons and hitting tee shots and practicing like he should be. Might be a, a conversation with his caddy. Yes. They might have that after the round today. Uh, let's get into some of the NFL and some of the takeaways we've seen from, uh, I call it fake football, but it's real money that you can make out there, certainly on the preseason. Uh, the Steelers... By the way, overs, again, I think 5-3 and three in the eight games yesterday. Yeah, I think they're 13-3 and three now <laughs> overall. I mean, we're getting a lot more points than I expect to see mm -hmm. in, the, in the preseason. And we'll get to the preview later on in the program mm -hmm. before it kicks off in the next hour. Vikings-Raiders, about a four-and-a-half-point move some places. Wow. This was 34 on the open. Now you're seeing 38 at BetMGM, some 38-and-a-half out there. By the way, the Raiders, five, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Boy, that's a big that's number a in big the preseason. Number. I know Denver got, got there last night. Sorry, sore subject, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, you rarely see that kind of number in the preseason, so we'll get to that preview. Yeah, the on. Cooper Rush era in Dallas. It's uh, we we need Dak. The Danuch, uh, the Ben Danucci. Danuch got at least a touchdown drive. That was good to see. Uh, the Panthers, Baker Mayfield out there against the Commanders. By the way, that was a wild comeback for the Commanders mm -hmm. uh, to win that game outright and that game to go over. It looked like a dead under. He looked good in the one series that he had with the offense, four for seven, forty-five yards. He did fumble in the red zone uh, to stall out a drive. Uh, Sam Darnold. If you really think this is a quarterback competition, I don't. I don't either. But, you know, they're, they're, they're telling you that, that that's what they say, right? Uh, Donald, two for three with a touchdown. So I, I'm with you. If I'm backing Carolina in the futures market, I'm assuming it's Baker Mayfield mm -hmm. that's going to be the one. Is there any change for you after what you saw here? Will there be any change in your mind for what the preseason might hold for you? You know, not, not really. I, I know Sam led the touchdown drive, mm -hmm. and then, of course, they tried to work in Matt Corral who they traded up to get in the third round. And and I think, look, Baker Mayfield, keep in mind, this is the last year of his deal, and That's this right. is also the last year of Sam Darnold's deal. So, you know, they want to, at some point in the preseason, get a look at Corral, and they did. It was not pretty, though, one of nine for 11 yards. So Corral, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of work to do, but I think it is going to be Mayfield. And I think Mayfield is trying to, you know, have that chip on his shoulder that, like, hey, I can play in this league, and I can start in this league. So... I think it is still going to be his job to lose, and and I don't even know if there's really that much of a competition. Uh, you know, they're going to say the right things and not be like, yeah, Sam Darnold, we're demoting him to back up and, and whatnot. So they're going to try to make it look like it's a competition. But 
I think it's going to be Baker's job. Obviously, the key for Carolina is if Christian McCaffrey, you did yes. not go yesterday. They rested him. I think rightfully so. Don't, you would assume a guy like Christian McCaffrey boy. is going to be in football shape come week one in the opener when Cleveland goes down to Charlotte. When I look at the total here, six and a half, and you can get plus money on it. It's small, but plus a dollar five if you think they're going to win seven. Now, they always say in the NFL, you want your cornerback to have the shortest memory of anybody in the field. Right. right? Like, hey, Trayvon Diggs, you get burned, fine. Go get me a pick, right? As a better, you know I got burned by the Panthers last year with that I played the over seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, come on, seven. I'm gonna get seven. I'm gonna get eight. They right? they they were one of those teams that had a lot of injuries, and then they went cold. Three and zero. Yeah, they fired Joe Brady, I believe, after I think it was week twelve or week thirteen. He was Weird. the offensive coordinator, so they really sputtered down the stretch. It did look good early, though. So should I have should I have a short term memory with losing the wager in the Panthers this year? Should that influence my decision at all if you want to get in on the Panthers? I I, I mean, I think it could. I think this defense, the one thing about Carolina, their defense, now they've had all these guys they drafted in the first round over the last several years. uh, Brian Burns and uh, Derek Brown, the defensive tackle out of Auburn. Shaq Thompson, the linebacker. J.C. Horn, the corner of South Carolina, who also got hurt. Yeah, their defense, you would think, would be a, a lot more solid, at least on paper, when you look at it individually, they should be at least pretty solid. But it's all going to come down to not only Mayfield's play, McCaffrey's health, how the offensive line goes. And also, you got to look at the division. And this division is a little bit topsy-turvy right now, even though Tampa still seen as the clear favorite. But it's never good, even though Tom Brady, if anybody has earned the right, I guess Tom it, Brady it has. Odd. But he's going to be away for a week and oh, a half. Boy. It's like, you know. You, you know, you're That's 45. That's not the way you normally go into camp. No, and, and, and they got offensive line injuries, and they've also got receiver injuries. Yeah. And the Saints are the team I did bet over their win total at eight and a half. I don't know if I'm going to take a stab for the division. I think I'll probably take a stab and make the playoffs mm-hmm. because I do like this team. I think that this team does have potential. I like the new voice with Dennis Allen. Jameis Winston's got to stay healthy, obviously, for this for this bunch. But they got Michael Thomas back, and he seems to be – you know, a lot happier than he was mm-hmm. over the last two years with Sean Payton. So that at least is a good thing for your star receivers. So you're looking, I think we all know that Atlanta is probably going to be one of the bottom of the barrel. So they're not necessarily a threat to Carolina, but I have not yet gotten involved with the Panthers. This is one I'm still evaluating at this standpoint. Let's talk about a game that I didn't realize would be as high profile, as high profile quarterback game as it turned out to be between Seattle and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And I should have been paying more attention to it. Before the game, because really, you're looking at Seattle and you go, are they really going to go with Geno Smith and Drew Locke? Is that really going to be, you know, one and one A in the QB room? Well, pretty good last night. Not too bad. Geno uh, started the game 10 for 15, 101 yards. Drew Locke went 11 of 15 as well for 102 yards. Boy, talk about that. And two touchdowns. So, I mean, literally, we're a yard off with almost looking like identical quarterbacks out there. Let's stay with Seattle very quickly here. Is that quarterback room set? Because Pete Carroll's been saying it all offseason. Right. I like these guys. Who do you think would be the guy that gets well, the nod? We all kind of think that they might make a play for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if San Francisco really wants to trade him within In the, the division. division, you know. But but I mean, maybe this is what Seattle is going to do, and they're going to go with these guys. And if they think that they're going to be that bad then they're going to be in line next year for a Bryce Young mm-hmm. or a C.J. Stroud, somebody like that. There's going to be more quarterbacks, certainly in that first round in the 2023 draft. But, you know, just watching the game last night, and I ended up, I ended up being on the over. Uh, you know, that. no surprise, when you, got two, when you got quarterback competitions, usually I think that gravitates towards overs, and especially when you've got some quarterbacks that can run. You yeah. know, and a guy like Trubisky, 
starts out there, and he's a decent runner. Mason Rudolph has some mobility, too. Kenny Pickett has a little bit of mobility, even though you know he was more of a pocket passer under Mark Whipple at Pitt last year. But it's not a surprise. I think people are shocked that Kenny Pickett was third on the depth chart. I don't think that's permanent. But 13 of 15. I do think Trubisky is your starter week one. But sure. how about the game for Pickett? Now, I know it's fourth quarter of a preseason mm-hmm. game, right? But he brings him back 13 and 15, 95 yards, two tutties, including that game winner. You know, I mean, you saw it. You could see the the atmosphere, right? Yeah. In Pittsburgh. I mean, they want Kenny Pickett to be the guy. I almost feel bad for Mitch because, man, he thought he's getting a fresh start. And then they draft Kenny Pickett 20th overall. And then say so you even have to compete with Mason Rudolph. I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh wants to see Mason Rudolph be the starting quarterback. They've seen that, right? Yeah. So he feels like a good backup. But boy, Pickett, I think he raised some eyebrows yesterday where they went, wow. The kid, how long can Mike Tomlin wait to put Kenny Pickett in? Well, I think it's a grain of salt, too, because he was playing against third and fourth string right. guys, even though he had third and fourth string linemen and receivers in front of him. So you got to look at it both ways. But I think it is going to be Trubisky at least a little bit early. I think Trubisky's earned a second chance to prove he's a starter in the NFL. It just didn't work in Chicago. That wasn't all on Trubisky. That was somewhat on Matt Nagy as well. Brian McFadden, our buddy, two-time Super Bowl champion the Steelers, says, hey, if Mike Tomlin thinks that Kenny Pickett's the best guy, he'll go with him. But I think you're right. Trubisky right now is penciled in as the starter. Come on back. More NFL talk right here. Betting Across America on DC. The Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football guide is out now, and the NFL guide is coming in just a couple weeks. So start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up early for a discount of $175. You're going to get the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for just $40 a month. See everything VEASAN has to offer to help up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. And my partner to the left, Wes Reynolds, does yeoman's work on both the college football and the professional football betting guide. If you're going to take it seriously, you got to get the guides. Yeah, and uh, we're at work on this this week. Our deadline, by the way, is later this week, and then we should have it out next week once it's edited by our trusted staff, edited up by Steve Mackin and, and company there at VEASAN. So uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what's all in the guide. Uh, one final score, want to get up. We do have yep. one final in baseball. 6 nothing Padres over the Nationals. That was the Sunday morning game on the Peacock. And Blake Snell goes six innings, gives, uh, gives up only three hits, 10 strikeouts. So... This is the time now for the Padres. I know we got the news on Tatis last mm-hmm. week. Uh, not going to be there the rest of the season, but I don't think offense is really their problem. I think the pitching has got to stay still, though, and and you know you don't want to burn out like they did last season. So that's a very good sign that Blake Snell is one of your back-end starters, goes six strong and strikes out 10, although it's against the worst team in the league. But this is where the Padres, they only have two games in the month of August against teams with winning records. That's a two-game set with the Guardians. Everybody else's Nationals or some really, really bad teams uh, going forward. So this is the opportunity for the Padres to win some games. And also, I know you're not supposed to say it out loud because you're going to jinx it. We've got a perfecto going, don't we? We do, actually, down in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, it is the bottom of the six right now. Tampa Bay with the runner-on already up 4 nothing on the Baltimore Orioles. How about this? Drew Rasmussen. 
Six innings pitch, five strikeouts, no walks, no hits, 54 pitches. Nine pitches an inning, basically. That's almost like a perfect inning every single inning. Okay, if Wes Reynolds had to put a number out there for the odds that he gets, okay, you can go three ways. Perfect game, uh, no hitter, or at least gets a complete game. I would say complete game. He's at 54 pitches. So look, it, it, it's four the, nothing. You want a starter to go because you know what Tampa Bay does. They pitch a lot of these openers and whatnot. And you worry about the bullpen and any game you can get long term, like a complete game, because that's what we've been talking about and why he's no longer the favorite necessarily, mm-hmm. even though he's very good yesterday. Shane McClanahan record high usage. in terms of the innings usage, like you were saying. So, uh, we're going to see it uh, now. The six is over. Drew Rasmussen should be going back on the bump for the seventh. Uh, no okay. runs, no hits, no errors so far for the Orioles. If he gives up a hit, it's not on us. Yes. We're, we're just bringing it to your attention. We don't point it out yeah, until six innings. I, I'm one of those guys, you know, I'm not overly superstitious, but I'm superstitious enough to say it isn't a thing until you get through six innings. Do you think the guys are talking to him in the dugout? That's the other thing. Superstition, unwritten rules. You don't talk to a guy. Leave him alone. Just let, let him do his thing, whatever he's doing. You don't Leave even him go alone. over like yeah. you don't say, hey, like for instance, in golf, one of my best buds, Scott Benson, we were on a trip at Pinehurst, North Carolina. I've never broken 80 mm-hmm. in my life. I had a putt for 79 on the 18th green, stuck it in two, beautiful five iron at about 15 feet. And he goes, you know, and I go, I know. I missed it to the high side. <laughs> Tapping eighty. Of I'm course. not saying that I'm blaming Scott. Of course, but I'm kind of blaming Scott. You don't want to. You don't want to overthink it. So you know, just kind of leave him alone. And you know, as everybody's going on the field and all the outfielders are talking, running out to the don't outfield, say a word it's to like him. let that pitcher just walk very slowly out <laughs> to the mound. You know, don't grab him. Don't hit him no. on the back. You know, say let's go. He knows what he's got to do. Uh, by the way, updating uh, what's going on at the uh, St. Jude's right now. Will Zaltor is still your favorite here. Is in a tie with Brian Harmon, who's way ahead. He's up on 14. Zal- Willie Z is only on 9. No uh, truth to the rumor that the PGA Tour went out there and clipped Cameron Smith's uh, kneecaps, no. but he's 55-1 to 1 now. No, nobody Jeff Galulied him, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, or Tanya Harding. It was Galuli, I believe, was that was Galooly. the guy that was really behind it. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, Cameron Smith does oh. make bogey. He is now back at nine under. Will Zalatoris now does have company with Brian Harmon tied for the lead. Uh, Zalatoris uh, had an opportunity, stuck it in there on number eight on the par three, but could not get there. He is still the favorite, though, at BetMGM. I believe I show him at even money. Brian Harmon, 4-1. to one. Sepp Straka, 13-2. J.J. Spawn, 10-1. to one. Colin Morikawa is another one of my guys trying to get at least oh. a little bit of a place for me. He's 20 to 1. Colin Morikawa, T6, 11 under through 14 holes. Do you think this will put to bed anybody out there? For those of us just getting uh, new to the program here, we, we talked about it off the top of the show. Cam Smith assessed that two shot penalty. He was only two shots back to begin the day that put him at four back. Mm-hmm. That the books could say, well, he wasn't even close in the end. Well, so you can't make a claim. Well, I think, I think that gives them some safety now where they don't have to do this. Obviously, out here in Nevada when they've been doing it longer because there's always a divide. When you talk to like bookmakers here in Nevada, when you talk to the guys, whether they're at MGM out here in Nevada or the guys here at Circa or the guys at Westgate, it's like, man, those are the house rules. They stick to their house rules a lot more than I think maybe some of the national books in other jurisdictions because a lot of those people are brand new bettors because they haven't been betting for a long time. We're going to talk more about this with Rex Hoggard when we come back after a break here in about five minutes. So stay tuned for that. I can't wait to get Rex's thoughts uh, on the grounds there. What's going on at the St. Jude's certainly with the Cam Smith news was the big news of the morning. Let's get back to the NFL and 
some of these quarterbacks, and I'm, I'm curious, Wes, when you look at this, and again, we're trying to exp- extrapolate what we've seen so far in the preseason, maybe into the regular season for future uh, bets out there, whether you want to play win totals and or teams to win the division. Let's talk about the Patriots, because mm-hmm. it really is odd what they're doing right now. And, and we saw it in week one of the preseason, where basically you've got different coordinators Calling the offense. You think it's odd to have a guy that's coached defense his whole career be the uh, play caller on offense? Matt Patricia, pencil behind his <laughs> ear, and Matt's getting some of the run here uh, to, to call plays, but it's not just Matt Patricia here. So you're kind of splitting the duties. And look, I'm not certainly going to question Bill Belichick and how he runs his football team. Mm-hmm. So if he feels like this is the best way to do it, so be it. But does that give you concern for Mac Jones in the sophomore slump, potentially, now that Josh McDaniels is out here at the desert with the Raiders? I don't think anybody questions yeah, his offensive Yeah, if we question acumen. Bill Belichick, he just does the radio Raheem for the do the right thing, you know, when he does the <laughs> love, hate, and he's got that's rings it. on all his fingers. Look so, at my rings, baby. You know, that's what he's going to do. But nevertheless, I do think that it begs the question. Uh, with Mac Jones, look, a new you know, not really a new system necessarily, but McDaniels, obviously, now here in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. as is Mick Lombardi. A couple other position assistants came out here with Josh McDaniels. So, look, you know, there's a there's a lot to be said. And, and I, I don't want to say that they necessarily babied Mac Jones last year, but they kept it pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really, you know, have him, you know, guns a blazing like he was Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or one of it the other young guys. It was an RG3 rookie yeah. year when he won Offensive it, Rookie of the Year. Exact, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, they're installing that new zone blocking scheme. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you clearly see that they want to run the ball and help this quarterback out and help with his development. So, uh, you know, New England, uh, I mean – if it doesn't produce, are they going to go back to what they did and run the offense that Brady always ran with Charlie Weiss and, and all these guys. So I think the Patriots are one of those teams. We kind of don't know you. There's always, I think a little bit of a fear or a little bit of trepidation to say, okay, let's rule these guys out. You know, this is the end of the line for the new England Patriots because then they surprise you. And it's like, well, they're still the Patriots culture wins in an organization, a winning culture. There's always something to be said for that, but this is a team. I just don't, they don't have a ton of talent really on, on this roster and they have coaching that can coach it up a little bit, but I think when you when you look at this team, I don't think anybody thinks, thinks they're going to be last in the AFC East. That's going to be, I think, to the Jets, even though they could be improved, depending on how quick Zach Wilson gets back from that injury. But, you know, you just look, and the Patriots, it's like, how, where have they really gotten better? Because you see all these teams in the AFC, Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, Chargers, Denver, Baltimore, Cincinnati was the AFC champion last year. Mm. They get forgotten about. Uh, Indianapolis, I mean, there's you know, 10, 11 teams that can make the playoffs, I think, in the AFC. And the Patriots are kind of, I think, on the precipice of being either one of those or not one of those. It does feel like they are, the, I think it's a good point, they feel like a forgotten playoff team from a year ago, mm-hmm. right? That people are just not buzzed about the Patriots' prospects. And again, you see the win total at eight and a half. Again, you mentioned the Raiders with McDaniels there now. I mean, the Raiders could be the, the worst team in the AFC West and still make the playoffs, or they could be the best team in the AFC West. They have that kind of talent now. And they feel like they've got the right leadership, right? They're Denver with Russell Wilson, the buzz around Denver, what he might be able to do. Justin Herbert, is he you know short list to win MVP? What the Chargers might do, and Brandon Stately, you know, kind of growing pains in year one should be better in year two. They feel like there are a lot of teams that have jumped ahead mm-hmm. of the Patriots in the pecking order without playing a game. 
Right, and but because you just look and you just don't see that 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 talent and Doesn't you jump see off the, the defense. You know, some of the guys that left J.C. Jackson signed a big deal with the Chargers, and you know Gilmore's gone. All that, a lot of those old mainstays. McCourty, I know, is still there, but that defense is getting a little bit older. So you wonder they really carried them and got them in the playoffs. I think last year. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting in New England this year. But you never, never doubt Bill Belichick. Perfecto still good now through seven. Drew Rasmussen three outs and nine pitches. 63 pitches through seven innings. Nine pitches. Oh, we got to keep an eye on that. When we come back, Rex Hawker is going to join us here from the Golf Channel. It's getting crazy in golf. We'll discuss when you come back with us. Betting Across America on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Plan a trip to Vegas? Come on out. Convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. Very quickly. The perfect game still intact through yeah, seven. Yeah, we are about to go to the eighth inning. Two outs in the bottom of the seventh wow. for the Rays, and now three outs. So Drew Rasmussen, 63 pitches uh, through seven innings, going to go out for eight and try to keep this perfecto bid going. We'll keep you updated there. Uh, Wes Reynolds, your father served in the United States Marine Corps, as did I, as did our next guest. So we say Semper Fi to Ooh. our next guest. Ooh, to Rex Hoggard. You can follow him as I do at Rex Hoggard, CG, uh, GC, rather, the Golf Channel, uh, on Twitter. Rex, great to have you on the program today. You know, we thought we'd just talk about what's going on at the St. Jude's and Will Will's Al Torres breakthrough and win his first ever PGA Tour event. And then all hell broke loose this morning with the two-shot penalty to Cam Smith. Uh, what was it like when that announcement came down, I guess, about 30 minutes before he teed off today? Uh, let's be clear. All hell kind of broke loose in golf a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. <I'm not> sure. <laughs> hell, hell is still very much loose in golf right now. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just talked to a guy who was actually in San Jose on Tuesday for a court hearing and then took the red eye to Memphis to cover a tour event. So I didn't <laughs> sign up for that. So I'm pretty sure hell broke out. Hell broke loose a long time ago. Uh, it was a little surreal to answer your question. It was funny. I was I was doing some stuff for the early show, and I was talking to a producer, and I got off the phone, and there was a caddy who uh, I'm friends with, and I just go up to say hello. We were supposed to have dinner last night, and I was going to ask him where he ended up having dinner, and he's just smiling at me, and I'm like, well, what's going on here? And uh, he kind of just told me flat out, Kansas is going to penalize two strokes. And my immediate response was, oh, man, I, like, that's going to break the internet. Like, Twitter's going to break in half <laughs> on this one. Like, hey, there's no way this one goes down very, very clearly. It, it, it's kind of, it, it, it was interesting. This happens pretty much all the time on the PGA Tour. There was nothing unique or different or special about this circumstance other than the fact that it's Cam Smith and we're in the live golf era, whatever that means. And we're not sure where Cam Smith's going to end up is on the PGA Tour or live golf. So it's certainly going to be an interesting sort of 24 hours, even more so than maybe otherwise. Will, what has it been like covering this kind of every week now as we get more rumors every single week? Who's the next guy Man. to uh, go ahead and take the money and go over to the Live Golf Tour? And, you know, players, I think some have been very outspoken. Some have been very quiet. Maybe they're be still being pursued to go over to that tour. But Justin Thomas, I know, has been one of the more outspoken ones. And even this week in his media availability you just looked at him, and he just seemed fatigued talking about it. Do you think that that's pretty much tour-wide amongst the players right now? Oh, yeah. I think we've had live golf fatigue, actually, for the last couple of weeks, to be honest with you. And I don't know if it's going to stop. To your point is they have sort of perfected the science. I'm talking about live golf. of sort of just letting this you know, drip out one announcement at a time. It's sort of just a thousand paper cuts for the PGA Tour. And I fully expect, after the Tour Championship in two more weeks, and the playoffs are over, that there will be another rash of players. It was Bubba Watson this week, and I'm sure in three weeks it'll be whoever else. I mean, Cameron Smith is certainly the one everyone is waiting for, but there's a lot of other names and a lot of other rumors swirling out. And I have discovered more often than not that if you're hearing or that if I'm hearing a rumor on the PGA Tour, eventually it's going to come, come true. Talk with Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. And Rex, obviously next month is the President's Cup. The United States team a big favorite, almost a $4 betting favorite here in Las Vegas, you know, I was watching the promo leading up to the final round coverage today in NBC, and the final two minutes is a fantastic promo to get you fired up for the President's Cup next month. No Cam Smith in that promo. I mean, to, like, to me, I go, Rex, like, I get it. Rules have to be rules, but you, if you, these guys can't play in, say, the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, and, and we'll find out about majors next year, then it really just hurts the game of golf. It's not so much the PGA Tour against the Live Golf Tour. Now the fans aren't going to see the best players playing in this, these very unique events. Yeah, it's becoming very real. And I think it's only going to become more so. I guess we ran into that this week when there was three players who'd been suspended for playing in Live events who wanted to get into the playoffs. And suddenly, I think for a lot of players, it became real this week because there was very strong opinions on both sides. The guys who went to Live Golf were under the mindset that they could eventually come back and play the PGA Tour, that we were going to figure everything out, and we were going to find a way to work together and coexist. And at least in the short term, the judge's ruling on Tuesday made it clear that we are not, and they are not. And you're absolutely right. We're going to end up with a situation, certainly the President's Cup is the one you would immediately think of, because not only on the international side, and I think the international team is probably going to take a much harder hit than the U.S. team, but no DJ on Davis Love's team this year. No Bryson, no, no Brooks Kepka. I mean, uh, no Patrick Reed, Mr. You know, Captain America for so many years. It's stark. And I don't even know if those guys would have been on the team otherwise. I'm not quite sure they're playing well enough this year to make the team. But when we end up in Charlotte later this year, 
Jr. and all of those big names are missing, it will be sort of a reminder, if you needed one, of where we're at in golf right now. Captain America has become Captain Asia. Now he's playing all these Asian tour events. I think he was at uh, Singapore this week. But uh, yeah, Rex, uh, when we're talking about this President's Cup, Trevor Immelman, who's been a very busy man, not only being the President's Cup captain, but going to take over for Nick Faldo in the roof next to Jim Nance on CBS. Uh, I mean, what, what, what have you talked to him or have you heard anything from him about this? Because Cameron Smith would be his number one guy no on the team. This is not a guy that's kind of a borderline captain's pick. This is the champion golfer of the year. He's the number one guy amongst the international players. Uh, have you heard anything from Captain Immelman on what is going on here? Uh, pretty quiet, to be honest with you. And I've actually worked a couple of telecasts with him and, you know, we tried to sort of goad him in between commercials to say something. And he's playing it pretty close to the vest because he knows how devastating this is going to be for his team. You mentioned Cam Smith. Certainly he's the one that he's going to miss the most. But there's also rumors that came out this week that Mark Leishman mm-hmm. is going to go with him. And Jason Day and, and Adam Scott has been tossed into this mix. And so now all of a sudden, the entire core of the international team, and you've already lost Louis Eustazen and, and Brendan Grace, who are pretty much the most successful players for the international team ever. You've lost Charles Schwartz or you've lost Carlos Ortiz. Like, I don't know who he's going to field, to be honest with you. When you start looking down the list, it's, it's devastating is the word I keep coming back to. Will, one more on this. Is the anger that you guys are hearing from the players more, the players on the PGA Tour, I should say, in the DP World Tour for that matter, directed at the players, or do you find that pretty much most of the ire is directed at the guy that's really driving this, and that's Greg Norman? Uh, no, there's plenty of hatred to go around for Greg Norman on the PGA Tour <laughs> right now. I don't, I, I don't think there's, there's going to be any more of that. I, I would say that probably up until this point, and I would say up until uh, not this Wednesday, but last Wednesday when the lawsuit was filed in this court in the Northern District of California, most players kind of played by the same rules. It was always kind of live and let live, pardon the pun. But it was everyone understood that you do what's best for your family. If you feel like going to live golf and taking guaranteed money is what's best for you and your career, then have at it. I think fill your boots is what they say in the U.K. It did not become personal until the lawsuit was filed. And I was amazed how many players reached out to me to say, they're not suing the PGA Tour, they're suing me. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a common thing. And uh, for the example that I keep coming back to is Davis Love, who I've covered my entire career, and I have never, I could say this with all honesty, heard him say a mean thing about anything or anyone on this planet and he did an interview on Golf Central the day the lawsuit was filed, and I just happened to be going on right after him. And the words and the vitriol and, and the hatred that was coming out of his mouth, and it was hurt in there as well, I had never heard before. And I think it really landed that this is going to separate, this is going to cause a divide in golf that we've never seen before, and it, I don't know that we can ever come back from Got about 90 seconds to go with Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. Uh, and right now, Will Zaltoris is a one-shot lead here at the St. Jude. You're at the St. Jude. What would it mean for Willie Z to finally break through and win a, a FedEx Cup as his first event on the PGA Tour? I think it'd be fitting. I mean, I think we all know he's going to break through sooner or later. And look, I say that, and I've seen it too many times. I've seen, you know, Ricky Fowler being the greatest example. Like, there was plenty of times when I thought, oh, he's doing it this time. He's going to win. His first major has got to be this time. And I remember Butch Harmon, his swing coach at the time, telling me that, no, not until he does it. Like, you, you can't count anything. But in this particular case, I mean, you look at what Will does, and he's the best ball striker right now in golf by a mile. It's not even close. And the fact that he's putting well enough, this is a golf course where he feels comfortable, this would be perfect. Rex, really appreciate your thoughts, as always, uh, down there at the St. Jude Classic, uh, championship, rather, 
And uh, again, you got to follow him on Twitter as I do because you broke the news for me. That's how I found out about Cam Smith's two-shot penalty by seeing your Twitter account today. So, Rex, we appreciate the time and the information as always. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thank there you, Rex. Does a great job and, with the golf And channel. speaking of Zalatoris ball striking, as Rex mentioned, very good on approach, one of the best in the world. Sticks it in about seven and a half Ooh. feet for birdie to take the lead. Uh, but keep an eye on another guy that I have, Colin Morikawa now, 12 Mar- under. Oh, uh, two more holes to play, four under on his round, so he is just one back. And uh, Drew Rasmussen, by the way, uh, one out from closing out eight innings of perfect baseball in Tampa Bay. We're not jinxing it, but we'll update it when you come back with us on the other side. Betting across America here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.